0: Hello and welcome to Full Tilt Throwback I'm your host, Big Chris Joining me today is Nico Narciso How are you doing, Nico? Ciao, bello I'm good, Chris All right. Ciao, Chris Ciao yeah. Tutto bene,
1: grazie Aposto Aposto, oh, uh, man I only, I only know a little bit I only know a little bit <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I went too far no, I'm good, man. I, it's, it's good to see you. It was, it was a pleasure. I was, uh, I was happy that, that you got this idea of uh, recording a podcast to, you know, uh, keep up with Full Tilt and uh, talk to the people that, that have made uh, the Full Tilt past just right before the pandemic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be part of it, and I'm happy to, to see you and talk to you again. Yeah. I hope everybody who's listening is having a great time and looking forward to wrestling. To return to our lives, it's been a while. I, I hated it, and hopefully, it's it's going to come back soon.
0: Um. So, I mean, what, what's it been like in in Italy during the the lockdown? Um. Because obviously, it, in this country, um, we haven't really seen like much uh, of like it's only really been like America or something or or like the EU as a whole. But like, what's it been like in Italy? Is it?
1: I mean, uh, the first lockdown was kind of unbelievable. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that something like that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. The first two months, I mean, uh, between March and the beginning of May of, uh, uh, of last year, of 2020, they were really, really harsh on shutting everything down. The news was all full-blown with uh, police controlling, uh, shops that were closed. People that were going around with no reason. The fines were super high. I just, I just spoke like I, I think it was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was. During, I mean, it was during the first wave. It was during the lockdown uh, with people from the UK, Italian people living in UK, and they were, they would go, man, like here the fee, the, the fine is like sixty pounds mm-hmm. or something like that. People would go around. There are like abusive uh, pubs and restaurants keeping it open. Mm-hmm. It, it was completely different in Italy people were scared uh there was actually like a, a dynamic of blame also to towards the people who were going out even runners there was like this thing going on with the runners with people that would go jogging and like they were blaming them for the, uh, in, uh, infecting the others for spreading the infection it, it was yeah. it was like it was insane yeah. and uh from then on i mean uh, after summer um there were still restrictions and mm-hmm. shops were closed for a while as well. But the pressure on the people to remain in their houses to avoid conflict with the others was never as high. There was mm-hmm. March, April, and the beginning of May 2020, where the really harsh time. They were really tough on shutting everything down, and this was this was exactly what we lived. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that it was not the case in England. Mm-hmm. It was it was completely different than it was as well in the United States. I talked to people in the United States too, that they would say, Oh you can go hike, you can yeah. go swim, you can go for a run, you can, you can go fucking ride the car around. <laughs> it was nothing like the same in Italy. Man. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a harsh experience and uh, hopefully it's never going to come back.
0: Yeah, well, I can say. well we're, we're getting through it and it's nearly ended and then let's talk about some good stuff. So... Yeah um, yeah let's do it yeah. We're going to talk a little bit of um before we get into like your time in FTW, I want to just talk a little bit about um how you actually got started in wrestling. Um so well actually I want to I want to go before that. Um uh, I, w- I want to know like what was the first like wrestling that you ever seen?
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I always tell the story. I it's not there's nothing particular but um I remember I was like 4 years old. Five, probably, at most. Uh, it was one of my very first memories of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the mm, channels were on. Uh, sorry, TV was on, and it was like randomly zapping, I think, or my mom was, because I was so little. And she hops up on Eurosport at South And on Eurosport, there was this wrestling, pro wrestling tag team match. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who the wrestlers were. <laughs> I have no idea who the promotion was. I just remember it was a tag team match, two on two, because they were tagging and people were, were changing and there was like tag team moves, etc. I just flipped. I mm-hmm. got struck. It was, uh, it was really a moment that you could never forget, and I will never forget it because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it part, it's part uh, is the, uh, let's say, that the first experience, the first visual experience of uh, uh, something that I love, that I've dedicated part of my life to. So, yeah, that, uh, that's the first wrestling I've ever saw. Then, of course, um, the, all, all the other majors, WCW, because mm-hmm. I, was, I was a kid in the early 90, in, uh, in the 90s, in the late 90s. So, mm-hmm. that was um, uh, WWE SmackDown in particular between 2003 and 2005, 2006. They were really popular in Italy. There was this big boom mm-hmm. uh, in those in the early 2000s. Uh, that brought wrestling to mainstream attention, and I was cool, you know, to go around with uh, John Cena backpack or uh-huh. Rey Mysterio um, of, of whatever sort. Yeah. Um, then, uh, in 2007, after the Chris Benoit tragedy, um, I say the public opinion in Italy decided that it was time to take wrestling away from mainstream TV, uh-huh. and that's exactly what happened uh, then. But, but I kept I kept following, I kept watching. Uh, just two years later, I was in Canada and uh, for a while and I went to every single show of the independent promotion there in Vancouver, ECCW. So yeah, the passion stayed on me. Um, and I stayed with wrestling, as you know, an art form and something I enjoyed and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Then I started training well, on the wrestling team when I was 23, so it was, yeah, 2014. Um, nine months later, I debuted it, and the rest is the history of my career so <laughs> far.
0: Um. So w- when you started, uh, like, because obviously you, you just said like wrestling sort of like um, like sort of like died off. It wasn't as popular. W- was actual no. like like promotions and things like that in it in Italy yeah, when when you first started.
1: There were uh, there were uh, Italy's made uh, up until of course 2020 has uh, made very uh, long steps, uh, very meaningful steps. Uh, into his wrestling scene from when he started on. Um, there, was no, um, there was no much knowledge uh, brought to Italian wrestling before a certain uh, period of time. Um, there, were, there were not many promotions, but a few of them were already around. I'd say the, the longest running is Italian Championship Wrestling, the ICW, which I wrestled in a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, then Bologna Wrestling Team has already started, and uh, we started... Uh, basically being the resident talent of Wrestling Mega Stars when Me- Wrestling Mega Stars was open and they were hosting Bob and then Mr. Anderson, which I wrestled, yeah. who I wrestled, uh, and, and other big names and big talents. And that, that's exactly what was missing before, yeah. um, the, this, this kind of, this kind of, uh, uh, steps were made, you know, because nobody of the independent talents of the young kids, uh, just such as myself could have said to have such an experience, you know, to wrestle, I don't know. Names like Mr. Anderson or the others I mentioned, worked with Chris Masters. I did two seminars with them, mm-hmm. and why I didn't have a helper. We, we worked together. So uh, these are very, very meaningful and uh, important experience to uh, a young guy approaching wrestling in order to uh, understand what the business is about and how c- you can go further with your career. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, wrestling has improved, uh, has gotten bigger. Uh, it's not boomed by any means mm-hmm. uh, but the independent wrestling scene is much more valuable now yeah. uh, than it was back when it started
0: well I, I, I've seen a few things from I think it's Italy uh, I, I, I think it's S S-I-W or something like that I'm, I'm S sure. or thats like S. S, uh, S. S. Uh, S. S. yeah
1: alright yeah yeah uh, they, they were another school uh, they were on the opposite uh uh Side of Italy, let's say we're mm-hmm. east, we're like uh, uh, up center northeast uh, of Italy. Bologna is, and the on the other side in Tuscany, on the west coast, uh, Siw is based, and they, they I think they have other schools, also uh, uh, other like training uh, places. Uh, yeah, uh, in the school. Uh, yeah, I, I wrestled a few guys from yeah. from there. Um, uh, well, uh, some like, of I've, them are from.
0: I've de- I've definitely heard of like uh, of like that the the Italian scene. Um, and like I say, I think most of the, the guys that I've seen there have been, like, very, very, like, a good standard of, of, of wrestler. Um, Even though, like, it is sort of like a in, indie wrestling, I would say it's, well, most of the guys that I've seen are, are like, what you would call, like, a proper wrestler, like, good bodies and that, all got, like, good gimmicks and things like that, so, I yeah. mean, I, I, I did I, like I, ha- I haven't really seen much European wrestling. I've seen a little bit from Germany, a little bit from France, um, a little bit from Russia. I don't know if they're in Europe, but I, th- I think they are. Uh, but uh, um, not uh, they're not European
1: Union by <laughs> any means, especially <laughs> now. But basically, uh, it's not going real well. Yeah. But but yeah, they're geographically speaking, yeah, they are Europe. Yeah, definitely, I would consider them Europe. I have. I have a few people following me from Russia, a few, few wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trina Red Scorpion was there once, too, uh, yeah. just before the pandemic, after the pandemic happened. Yeah, uh, in, um, uh, in February 2020, he wrestled another masked wrestler called Sullivan Serge. Uh, uh, it looks like they have, they have a good scene. They have mm-hmm. a good hardcore um, fan base, yeah. and they run a lot of shows there. But of course, Chris, it's nothing compared to England. Yeah. England, before the pandemic, was, was the place to be just because there's just so much tradition, mm-hmm. uh, so much knowledge, the yeah. talent that gets trained well and constantly, you know, and they, and they can perform to a standard mm-hmm. uh, that we're wishing right now in Italy. I think so, uh, just few wrestlers were able to, uh, to make it uh, without... Uh, getting their knowledge in Italy. My trainer is who definitely one, Red Scorpion, who set a standard in Italy too. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a few other records, but um, yeah, if, if you like, you, I mean, if you start working in England, if you start training in England, in the whole UK. Uh, it's just a completely different story. You get much more, many more opportunities to work, many different opponents, styles, mm-hmm. and you get the, to understand the business uh, better in a better way. Ultimately, so yeah, yeah that's the real the, the best place to be in Europe, definitely, mm-hmm. and that's geographically too. Because I know that UK is the fuck out of Europe right now. Brexit, <laughs> goodbye, guys. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh, like we've we've talked a little bit about uh, your start in wrestling. Um, but I w- I want to talk about uh, your very first training session. All right. So I've 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 done a couple of podcasts now, and and that, that the, the the first thing I I really want to know, like from all wrestlers, is like how did the feel like the first time that actually turned up to training? Were, did you have like a did you work in the ring or, or or were you on mats or what 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 was your first day like? My first day was on mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a match. I think
1: we have a crush match too. Um, so I, I think I tried a body slam, and I also took a body slam. Mm-hmm. Um, the school was just starting, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we there were really, really uh, small amount of people. Um, there was just a few resident wrestlers, uh, just a couple of them uh, that that already debuted and already. Um, uh, did shows in mm. front in front of crowd, in front of paying crowds, uh, and then there was my trainer, of course, who opened the school and already got experience. And he he wrestled outside of Italy already, and uh, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, but compared to where where Bologna wrestling team is now, there was nothing because I and uh, I didn't assume. Uh, that just like seeing, I don't know, 16 feet square mats. I, I don't know how, how large the error was, but it was pretty narrow. It was, not, it was not any big. I didn't assume it was, uh, it was not on the level, uh, because, uh, I saw that the school was way behind, and I couldn't be more right because uh, then Red Scorpion turned out to be one of the best wrestlers in Europe, and, uh, he, he trained guys such as myself, such, such as, uh, maybe Leon who did also experience outside. Uh, so, yeah, the school, the, the training itself was very good. I, I, I was, uh, for the first session, but also the sessions following, I was really convinced that even though we were just on mats and we were running around to, to heat up, to warm up, uh, the school was good. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was satisfied with the quality. Uh, but in terms of actually what we were doing, uh, we were really learning basics, sets, ups, uh, bumps, uh, roles, uh, just like starting working also in a small space
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which helped me a, a lot, I think. Uh, also ring positioning, uh, etc. And then, it, as the years went on, only Wrestling Team got bigger, uh, we got better res- uh, as wrestlers, uh, uh, we had the ring set up, and then we started training in the ring. Uh, but yeah, I have, I have a, actually a good memory of the, my first session and, and all the sessions following up mm-hmm. until the debut. After yeah. I debuted, since uh, uh, since I was going around Europe very early in my career, uh, that's when the hard time came, man. Like, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the two years of training after I debuted were really the hardest times because training was harder, and uh, yeah. uh, I was I was under much bigger pressure.
0: Yeah. So when you had your first match, um, like after it, because obviously. When you have your first match, you you just buzzing to to like finish the match and and, and get back. Um, how did you actually feel about it? Because like me mm-hmm. me when I finish my matches, I'm I'm very very critical of myself. Sometimes I'm like over critical. Um, so I mean, like, what did you feel? Did you feel like yes, this is like I'm I'm meant to be doing this. I'm meant to be a wrestler, or did you have any doubts in your mind or, or things like that?
1: I don't want to sound I don't know presumptuous or anything but uh, if that was not going to be a match that tells me that told me that I could uh, have become a wrestler I don't Id have no idea what a better experience could be mm-hmm. because it was great I mean the match is still online by the way my first match is still online on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. people can see it and of course I was way behind the level that I that have been in the uh, in later years, I I was not a wrestler by any means. I was woody. I was shaking before going to the ring, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, all my performance was uh, was clearly of a debuting guy. I mean, and there was nothing uh, there was nothing nothing to hide about it. Uh, but the crowd reaction was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt real. It felt like I was controlling the thing. It felt like I was doing well, and I, and I, it felt to me and to the people that I was doing a good entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got complimented by everybody, and also the, the particular thing was that I wrestled a guy that was outside of the wrestling school. Mm-hmm. So this guy, who was called Mambo Italiano, by the way, he, he just just had a match in NXP last September, so he went on to, have very, to do very good for himself, by yeah. the way. Uh, it, was, it was wrestling in, a, in the Bologna wrestling team shows because he came from uh, actually from near my hometown, and uh, I just I just got to know him I, I think a, a couple of uh, uh, of months before. Uh, then at the show where I was supposed to debut, just two days before, they tell me, "Hey, you're going to wrestle." He was called Andrew Wisdom back then. You're going to wrestle Wisdom. And I said, like, I've never, I've never trained with him. I've never practiced anything. I've never locked up with him. I don't know how he moves, I don't know how he does. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how am I going to be able to do it? Uh, I, I, I heard stories in the past about people rehearsing their matches, their their debut matches, or their very first matches for weeks, for mm-hmm. sometimes. And I just had to, like, I know mean, three hours to it and then, you know, go in the ring and do it as a very first shot in my career. Mm-hmm. And it went great. Yeah. So, uh, like, what, what a best, what better experience could I ask for? After that, I was the, I was really the happiest uh, mm-hmm. that that I could have expected myself to be after the match. So I said, uh, "Yeah, let's let's go for it. This is some I I can get something mm-hmm. out of uh, out of what I'm doing." And I still think to this day, by the way, and then I'm going to conclude the answer. I still think to this day that. Um, if it didn't get so, if it didn't go so well, if that match didn't go so well, mm-hmm. I would have never had. I wouldn't have have never done good as good as I did so far. Yeah, but that match was that match was uh, something that told me, yeah, got uh, potential. Uh, you can do it, and uh, it gave me, you know, motivation uh, mm-hmm. to go further. And uh, yeah, uh, so it, it was it was a A plus. How can I say it?
0: Yeah, um, so I, w- I want to move on a bit now um, because obviously um, most wrestlers in this country after about two years, th- they might be lucky to get outside of like the area. So like obviously uh, in the Northeast, after about two years, you might be lucky to get like a-, a booking out of there. But you were like wrestling around Europe after like two years and I mean, that to I me mean, is a bit crazy, uh, because... Oh, that's the best. I wrestled in, for the first time after five months. Mm-hmm. So, so five I mean, like, months after my first match. So, so yeah, it was... Very- so, when, when when you go to these, um, obviously, anywhere that's not not Italy, did did you speak English or did you speak like another foreign language before you went to these countries or, or have you learned... Since, I, you, since you started doing this
1: i've learned english uh when i was uh 17 18 yeah. i went to canada for a while went to vancouver uh so yeah to, to study to do to do high school there to do a year of high school there mm-hmm. so yeah um i already used english in the past of course it was you know high school english so what do you do in high school? You learn some subjects on a very basic level and then yeah. you you'd go around with your friends and, and, and do the stuff that the adolescents do. Uh, so it was not like a business English or English to help you work. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I uh, I kept it up and I think I never lost it, even though not now it's much better than it was before. And if, I don't know if I move, for example, if I, if I spend one month in uh, England, let's say, or in Australia or in Canada, my English knows way better just yeah. just by going there. Now, I, I don't have a, a level that I always keep 100%, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there was never an issue. There was never, a, a, you know, a border between me and uh, wrestling success. Actually, I think that uh, speaking English has helped me a lot because I uh, the first bookings that I got in England, which were, which were in London, um, I went to the training school and the promoter was there. Uh, just by case, I think. I, th- I think it just it just came to the uh, to the training session to watch the kids. And uh, he knew uh, that I was from the outside, from Italy, and that I was super green. I mean, I was five months into my career. I had six matches before that. Uh, but he liked my face, and he was interested in trying, you know, a rookie um, that did, looked fresh and looked green uh, to put it on the shows and had a shot. Uh, in front of hundreds of people just like very, very, very quickly into my career. He, he booked me for like the week after. I mean, in one week, I was going to debut in England and uh, uh, and do this kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, no, English was, uh, I mean, languages were, were, were never a barrier. And I think English is mandatory now if you want to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think it always, well, actually, it, it, it's always been. Um, probably like if you come from Japan and you're called Jushin Tonga Liger or yeah. uh, I don't know, some, some other legend name, the great Buddha I don't know if the great Buddha sp- spoke English but anyways, yeah. uh, if you're that good, uh, you can you can let yourself go with uh, with speaking English, but all in other cases, you yeah. need um, a language in order for communication to happen and yeah. for yourself uh, also to uh, I mean to be a complete performer because you need promos, you need uh, yeah. theatrical skills, you need to use your voice, you need to use your um, your mind uh, to get through the story and the, the, that you want to tell to to the crowd watching. So yeah, I mean mm. it's it, it's mandatory, it's required now if you want to be arrested.
0: So See, see I, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit well. I don't I don't want to say stupid, but I, I feel. Especially when it comes to like wanting to actually go different places, I'm like, although if I go there and I can't speak, then I'm not going to do anything. Do you know? Like if I if I, if I can't speak That's the good. language,
1: just come over to Italy. I'll show you around, and then in two months you'll be <laughs> speaking Perfect. You know, I have a philosophy degree, so Italian is great. No, <laughs> just kidding. I know what. I know what you mean, of course. And, and that's what, what I feel sometimes when I go to Spanish-speaking countries because, because I want to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. I know that, that I'm good enough to speak another language and Spanish is much closer to Italy, to, to Italian than English is. So like uh, so, I know that I actually should uh, try and speak Spanish and, and when words and, I don't know, tenses of verbs don't mm-hmm. come out in, uh, I get frustrated and, and I get angry. Yeah. I, I, I know how you're um, But yeah, that's... I, I mean, uh, if, uh, uh, if we say, and, and I'm totally convinced about it, that uh, the human beings are all equal and they're all on the same level starting up, um, you can do it. Mm. Uh, there's nothing like all, all the humans speak that language. Other humans have those kind of communications uh, of, of uh, types. Yeah. of these types of communication happening. So uh, you can overcome uh, that kind of limit is if that, that's what your desire. Mm. And if, if traveling is something that really motivates you in, in, into going around at least that that's my case for sure uh i've i've never said uh no i went to hong kong just before 2020 just like at, at the end of 2019 mm. and i never said to myself like i'm going to uh to feel dizzy and lost around because of the uh of the language yeah. um i it, it's it's not easy, but it's doable to overcome sure yeah. if you really want it.
0: Well, I, I've said this about you before. I, you've you've got balls because, like, for, for like how how old you were to like just be going out traveling. Like for me, see when I was like in my twenties, which was only like two years ago. But when I was in my twenties, and that I, mm-hmm. I I was playing hockey and 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 I was traveling around just just around Britain. And for me, that 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 was a like, an eye-opening experience because I'd never ever seen, even though I lived in the country, I'd never ever seen any any part of the country except maybe like a caravan park or something. I hadn't actually seen the country in that. So to just like go like, right, I want to start wrestling and then you, you get this chance to like just travel about. I, like for, for me, I, I just think that's, that's excellent. Like uh, it was something I would love to do, love to do. Yeah, and, and uh, um, I was, uh, let's say I was
1: a correspondent to the, towards uh, your experience because like the country the country that I've traveled the most in for wrestling was definitely England. I wrestled in uh, 12 cities. I've seen uh, around, I think, 20 or 25 of them because of wrestling, because moving around, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a part of traveling, though, um, that came with wrestling and it's not been all the traveling I've done because – uh, I've traveled for vacations so i I was always interested in uh, uh seeing like let's say architecture and history mm-hmm. uh I've studied this topic in the past, so sometimes I was moved by that too uh and yeah there was uh there was definitely a part of traveling that needed uh as much uh you know effort in order to make it happen than uh what wrestling did uh thereafter and you know wrestling actually uh the, tra- the traveling part is uh, uh a con like uh, how, how do you say it in english it will, it's complementary to wrestling you don't want like uh you don't want to stay around in Italy like my desire even if i had to wrestle in front of thirty or fifty people i would i wanted to do it. Yeah. in another city, in some, in some places I've never seen because that's part of what you do. That's that, that part as there's different people around that are, interest, are potentially interested in what you do and if there's people that have never seen me, if there's a place I've never seen, a venue that I've never wrestled in, why would I want to uh, entertain the same people where two thousand kilometers away from where I am. There's people who are going to buy the ticket to see me, you know, and that—that's yeah. that's exactly what drives me uh, in in wanting to travel so much for wrestling because re- traveling is part of wrestling itself. Yeah.
0: So I I want to move on now now and um, I want to talk about uh, your time in FTW. So I think you you've only done about six or seven shows for us. Is that right? uh,
1: let, let me check back. Let me check back. Uh for um I think five. Yeah. Five. Uh February, May, July, October, November, yes. And then I, I've done the match with Richard uh the, the night after my last match at the Yanarchy Brewery. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and then oh all, all year I wrestled. I wrestled also at one of the uh, of the, uh, one other before one other of your junior shows. Yeah, uh, at the very beginning, uh, in, in February two thousand nineteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I wrestled. So yeah, uh, it was. I mean, uh, uh, in terms of matches, it's more than five, but five mm-hmm. uh, FTW shows. Yeah, yeah. Five.
0: So I mean, out out of the five matches, um, I, w- I would say like I enjoyed like. All of the all of the matches like for for me like running the FTW shows whenever we got someone new in so either like someone from not not from FTW um it's always like uh it's always an exciting prospect of like seeing someone different um and I think with you it was it was more like you, I, I'm trying to I think you were the actual first like foreign uh, wrestler. To actually wrestling ftw so like we'll, we've we've had like a we had a guy who was japanese but he he was actually from this country even though he was he was japanese we haven't actually had like someone from a different country so for me it was like i was like ftw was getting like big now you know we're we're, we're going like uh <laughs> we're going like international Wait, why? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so i mean like um what what would you say w- would be like your favorite match that you've had in FTW? Hmm. Let me think.
1: Probably the, the second last. It was a uh, was it a gauntlet? Yeah, it was a gauntlet match. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a gauntlet match. Yeah, for the uh, yeah. for a shot at the yeah, championship. For, um, yeah, 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 exactly. The second last. I, I, I remember that Elliot Jordan was was in it too, mm-hmm. and uh, a great guy to work with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, lo- lo- love the guy.
0: Uh, well, I've, I've I've actually I've actually awesome. been working on a picture uh, that I'll send you later, and it's it's actually a picture of you and him. Um, so I've, I've been working really? on that today. Aye? so I'll send you that later.
1: Okay. It, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's I, from I, a match. I have, I have never, I've never watched that match, by the way. I, I wish. Do you have it? Uh, you have it on, on, on file?
0: It, I'm not very good with technology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, That's I'm, not an uh, answer to my question, but anyway, I'm yeah, right we'll I've, to about, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh,
0: smashed like three computers just doing this.
1: To answer your question. There was no match that I actually said, yeah, that was a stinker. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it. uh There were better matches. The best one I, I already mentioned, I think. Uh, there were matches that were probably a little bit lower quality. But there was no match that I actually got out of the ring. And, uh, and I said, no, I, I didn't like working this guy or, or I didn't like uh, doing this. Um, even though, like stuff in the ring doesn't always go the way you want, yeah. the atmosphere that there was around FTW is always what involved in the most. And I, and I was always, uh, every time I came to FTW, I was, man, I'm actually uh, in this place. I'm actually living the dream. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, it's the the quality that that uh, FTW brought uh, to Northeast Wrestling mm. in the last year of. Uh, uh, of activity of 2020, of 2019, yeah. uh, before the pandemic happened, uh, was really something that involved me emotionally because I said, "Now I'm part uh, of something that is a- in another country. First, yeah. uh, it first country in Europe in terms of wrestling, and that is actually drawing, uh, bringing people to to shows and draw, drawing attention and uh, uh, growing bigger. Mm-hmm. So." FTW is uh, I would say yeah my def- definitely my favorite company to work in out- outside of Italy outside of the Universal team uh, of course you um, you guys have, have always been uh, nothing but nice to me you've given me so many opportunities training other people the match with Richard has got so much attention and exposure too yeah. Uh, I- I'm really looking forward for it to to return. And, uh, you know, wrestling in the ring doesn't always go the way you want. It's not always... Uh, the best is, it's not always the best for the guys that are in WWE. The, I, I am 100% sure that for every single show that WWE puts on, there's at least one wrestler who, who comes back to the, um, uh, to backstage, who comes backstage, who goes backstage and says, uh, that was a stinker. I didn't like it. I hate myself. I think I'm a terrible wrestler. <laughs> but it's actually like, you know, it's actually like part part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, you said you were over right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that, that's what happened to me as well. Uh, and uh, uh, lately I've been having an interview, a podcast, just like I'm having with you right now, mm. with uh, uh, Con, uh, Connor from The Ascension. You know him from WWE? Yeah, yeah. So I was interviewed with him. Uh, I, we were paired up in an interview from, um, from another podcast, and one uh, advice, one piece of advice that he gave me, uh, he said, enjoy the moment. Yeah. Live the moment that you are in, uh, because yeah, uh, back then, and back then, especially in FTW, I was able to do that. I I never came back to Italy with a bad taste in my mouth or anything. Mm. I was actually enjoy enjoying and, and experiencing the time of my life whenever I came in. So, uh, yeah, I hope that that resumes up pretty quickly after this shit is over, man, yeah. and we can get back to, to wrestling and do what we love.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next the next part. Um, now this is where you get full control of FTW. Okay, so we're just going to pretend that you've got the book, you've got the pencil, all right? Um, What if Nico was in control of FTW? What would you do? So you can pick... It can be yourself, it can be another wrestler, it can be... You've got the power. So tell me what you would do.
1: Okay, so first off, I uh still have a title shot for the ftw championship <laughs> since i won the ftw superstar of the year 2020 on a facebook tournament so i'll go for it definitely 100 and I, I, that, that's all i would do with myself i, I just had to try that uh, uh try myself on on that level to for, for the main championship of, of ftw and then See how it goes from there. I, it doesn't have uh, W or L uh, uh, B necessarily. I I don't. Uh, I can't say it now, but, uh, <laughs> but I I want to have that.
0: So other than that, so who who would who would the the championship match be against?
1: Uh I don't know. That that that's a very good question. If it has to be, um,
0: you, I mean, you can pick anybody. It could even be John Cena can- if you want to do. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's not realistic I, w- I wanted to make it realistic um, one guy that I would really love to wrestle for the FTW championship mm-hmm. will, be, will be Chuck which, uh, who I partnered with in uh, February 2019 my first match in uh, in FTW and I really enjoyed working with him he has very good mind for wrestling mm-hmm. he's skilled in thinking what works for each crowd that, that you have in front of yourself uh, so yeah I think having like a, a mainstream big cartel uh, match against yeah. him for the FTW Championship w- would be great. And I think that I would try uh, other, of course, that, than that single uh, single match uh, with myself and uh, another wrestler who I chose uh, uh, Chuck for.
0: So, um, so Nico, are you winning the match? Am I winning that match? Yeah, you, you've got the power, so come on. Of course, I'm- of course I am, <laughs> and then I'm bringing the ECW championship all over Europe and defend it around continental Europe for you. Um, oh my god! Well, see, well see. Um, I, I I done a podcast with my brother, uh, and we and we got told about this, and and I said I was like, whenever I meet people in wrestling, I goes M- my uh, measuring stick is I ask them what they would do if they had full control. And people that say they want to be the the champion, I don't let, I don't have nothing to do with them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very that's selfish. Cool. All right. Well, Nico, it was nice speaking to you. Thanks a lot, and hope to see you soon. Thank you.